Welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing, probably worth a Google. And due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, we had to uh, put down our audience this yes. week. Very sad. Uh, and man, they but, whined about it. God. Yeah. But it was just like old Yeller. I said to Bunny, I want to do it. Yeah. I want to be the one. So that that symbolized my my you know birth into manhood. Yes. Really. Yes, so it did. That's exciting. We've got a we've got a show to get to. This is gonna be exciting. Uh we're gonna try and get through this. <laughs> we're we're all gonna try and get through this together. Yes. Uh, this is that's important. Bunny! Yes. I wanted to start off this episode of the podcast not by talking about the elephant in the room, but by discussing one of 2020's most surprising successes in the box office. And no, it's not Brahms the Boy 2, as you're all probably thinking. Yeah. One of the biggest movies of the year. No, I'm talking about the record-breaking success, pause for effect, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Really? Yes, technically, the quote cute but lazy film that's from avclub.com with a 5 out of 10 on IMDb and an okay 68% on Rotten Tomatoes is somehow shattering some box office records and no I am not talking about uh, highest grossing box office records because uh Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back opened 19 years ago and had an $11 million opening weekend and ended up making about $34 million at the box office, whereas Jay and Silent Bob Reboot had a three-day opening weekend total of $93,520. Which okay. is pretty sad numbers especially when you compare box office numbers, then yeah, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is definitely a box office failure, but it is still out there breaking some records because according to Forbes magazine, that opening weekend total of $93,520, that all came from one theater. Really? Yeah. So over three days, the film averaged more money in one theater than any other movie in 2019. Over three days in one theater. And overall, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot had the second highest per screen average of 2019, right behind Parasite. Huh. And that is some surprising numbers. And the reason for these surprising numbers, the reason for, for these uh, box office records being sh shattered is because of uh, Kevin Smith's Traveling Roadshow, 
That's okay. the name that he gave it. Kevin Smith and sometimes Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Mewes and sometimes Kevin Smith and assortment of other people have been traveling with the movie. And he takes questions and stuff and there are extras and gag reels and whatever. And because of this and because of Kevin Smith and the cult of Kevin Smith, he can charge extra, a lot extra. So Forbes actually says that that the per screen average success of Jay and Silent Bob reboot could be the start of possibly a new movie strategy, which is focusing your efforts on just select areas instead of a ridiculously huge wide release. Yeah. So that would be that would be more of a uh, return back to the old days when movies like Frankenstein would be uh third smash week in Poughkeepsie type yeah. of a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, very much and so. Would, and but would, but it's also interesting though because it would give a movie a chance to like actually get word of mouth. Yeah. 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 That that would be neat. Lord knows Hollywood needs to try something because people just aren't going to the movies right now. Yeah. Even before the pandemic, people just weren't going to the movies, you know? Yeah. So, hey, it, movies need to try everything that they can. So, if and sooner or later and sooner or later we will okay centrist democrat thinking sooner or later we will be back to normal where going to a movie theater only meant getting shot yeah yeah hopefully we can all go back to that better time when things were yeah when things were normal like that not having to worry get a pandemic yeah Bunny. Yeah. What? Speaking of reboots, uh, kind of, sorta, a, a continuation of the last segment. Uh, speaking of reboots, hear me out, okay? Just, just hear me out because this deadly pandemic that we are all uh, currently suffering through has given me. An idea, a fantastic idea, I think. Okay. So the coronavirus has really thrown people into a state of panic. Um, And it's hilarious because there are still so many people out there that think this is all a liberal hoax. Yeah. There's a popular right wing meme about how every year there's a there's every election year there's a disease. I, and so all I, the right wingers think that this is all a hoax, and hopefully they just all die first. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's like the, uh, it, like the information is out there. You hear it everywhere. Exactly what you should do: wash your hands, don't touch your face, keep away from people. People are dirty, disgusting human beings. You know, we all know what yeah. we're supposed to do. So when idiots come up with things like that. I don't feel it's worth the effort to fight against. It's like, okay, you want to believe that? Good. Go fucking die. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. Please go ahead. And then, and, so like, and like then there are all these, you know, like, 
like I was talking with Jeannie the other night, you know, like the toilet paper thing makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. You're literally seeing society as, as a whole have a fucking breakdown. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. How many death scenarios have we have have we gone through since fucking January first? Yeah. Where I have yeah. where where I have started to rank them, and coronavirus. Oh, that's good. And coronavirus for me is a strong seven. Okay. Yeah. A nuclear exchange is just king, okay? I'm sorry. You can't beat a decent nuclear exchange. We all crowd into populated areas. We have one last big-ass orgy, just a giant, you know, liquor stores just throwing their fucking doors open, you know? And in a flash... Yeah, you, it's you're just done. It's it's over. You just yeah. vaporized. You know. I mean, you just don't want to be in rural areas because radiation sickness really sucks. So you got we right. all got to cram into the populated area. Target sites. You know. Yes. Where are these puppies landing? That's where we need to get to. That's a number one death for me. You know. Yeah, yeah. Quick, painless. That's it. You know, coronavirus sitting at a seven. You know, look, it sucks to be sick. Okay, it just does. But we know how to be sick. Okay, so for me, yeah, I am going to get. I'm. It's gonna have to be custom made. But I'm 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 gonna get myself a big pink onesie with the rabbit ears. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna get the most adorable stuffed animal I can from the thrift store, and it's got to be from the yeah. thrift store because I don't have to, time to break in a stuffed animal. You know. Exactly. They're exactly. pre-broken in. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it looks like the cable services are, are going to hold out through the coronavirus. I haven't heard of any problems with them, but if not, there's always box sets. But on Amazon.prime, they've they've got all the great old game shows, so we can just get yeah. prices right on, you know. And he'll just go episode yeah. to episode, you know. Me, it would give me and my stuffed animal a chance to have. Our last great adventure in our in our blanket fort. You know? We know how to be sick. Okay? And it'll yeah. suck. Okay? And and frankly, I, I I I'm pretty sure I'm a goner if I get it. I still haven't gotten over the shit we I had at Christmas. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the one yeah. thing about that I I've been meaning to post it, but I don't know if I want to. But it's like, you know, how are we going to know that we have the coronavirus when we all feel so fucking shitty all the time on a regular basis? Yeah. You know? 
Like, yeah. I don't think I've, I've felt well since I was 40 fucking five. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you, you, you feel just sick all the time. Yeah. 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 So, so how do we know if it's the coronavirus or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, uh, I lost my Cl- Climate change oh, yeah. is around a three. And Trump's death camps are like number one. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're at a seven on yeah. the bunny scale. Yes. Yeah. I can I can so, deal so with it. So there's all this. And you know what? You yeah. know what? You yeah. know what Campbell's chicken noodle soup and Vicks Vapo Rub smell like? What? They smell like love. Okay. Nice. They nice. smell like love. So this is not, this is certainly not the best way to die. I'm not saying it is. They should make a Febreze that smells like, like yeah. Campbell's, Campbell's well, chicken new, su- noodle soup and Vicks VapoRub. Yeah. i buy the shit out of that. Yeah. That is a great idea. We, we, we know how to die this way. Yeah. We know how to comfort ourselves in this kind of situation. Yeah. You know? So, ladies, you get the coronavirus, diets are off. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, hey, uh, I don't need to worry about getting a summer body if there's not going to be a summer. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, I'm thinking, I'm thinking my way through this. Exactly. So, and also, there's a lot of misinformation out there. I, yeah. I saw, I, I saw somewhere that someone says that sex cures the coronavirus, and that that's definitely a lie. Some people <laughs> are allegedly drinking bleach and putting bleach in their eyes to kill the coronavirus. Yeah. I and, and I had people- a I had a friend post that masturbation is a cure for the ver- coronavirus. And I just oh, commented. The, I just commented. Yeah, it couldn't if hurt. The, <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, then I'm the healthiest man in the history of <laughs> all society. So I got that going for me, which is good. France literally had to come out and warn its populace that okay, people, no, doing cocaine will not kill the coronavirus, and it's like. Way to go, Buzz Killington. <laughs> so, but it also wouldn't. But it also wouldn't hurt, you know. No, like fucking come on. All it'll hurt is your cartilage, yeah, and your bank account. So a lot of panicking, a lot of fear, and in this fear, I came up with a great reboot idea. Not a reboot of a TV property or a film franchise. No, a person. A person? I was thinking you might say humanity, because that might be good to look at, too. (laughs) No. Tom Hanks has tested positive for the coronavirus, along with his amazing wife, Rita Wilson, who I love. Yeah. They were both in Australia. They felt sick. They went to the hospital, and boom, coronavirus. The amazing part is is that uh, he will probably get treated and be okay. You know why? Because he was in Australia. Yes. 
So he could easily go to a hospital and the hospital's like, oh, you look sick. Let's easily give you a a COVID-19 test. No problem. Free of charge. Oh, you've got the coronavirus. Let's get you on medication. And that's all within an afternoon. Yeah. Whereas in America, you get the coronavirus and it's like, self-isolate yourself and we'll give you a test within the next six months mm-hmm. if you're lucky. So, like, he he will probably be okay because he was not in America, so that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> but with Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks, he's not sweating it. He's taking it with his usual charm and grace. But what if he became a crusader? Uh-huh. Huh? Traveling the nation, infecting people who deserve to be infected. We turn him yeah. into the world's first coronavirus hero. I call him Corona Vengeance. Corona Vengeance. Just picture, yeah, just picture Tom Hanks in all black with a cape and a face mask. And, and he goes out and just coughs in kids rocks, Kid Rock's mouth. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just think that 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 like hey I you know, think like hey Tom, Tom a... Hanks, you could either work really hard to get better or you could, you know, uh spit in uh the vice president's mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, he could be a hero. I'd buy that for a dollar. Tom Hanks goes, hey, I'm feeling better. Let me shake your hand, Donald Trump. <laughs> Boom. And as, and as uh, Donald Trump does his angry man handshake, Tom Hanks just sneezes in his face. <laughs> I'm just saying, Tom Hanks, instead of being the celebrity we want, be the hero we need. I'm I'm picturing him dressed as Zorro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you think of any of any other people? Our new well, rebooted Tom Hanks should deliver justice. Not so much a reboot, okay? But I'm really thinking that to try to cheer people up, you know. Uh, put their mind on something else other than the coronavirus, you know, something to just entertain people a little bit. Now's the time for Ted Nugent to have a free concert. Okay. That's an idea. My idea was more, uh, my idea was more lick Steve Mnuchin's face, but (laughs) (laughs) I think both ideas have their merit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're spitballing ideas. That's the important thing. We're uh-huh. we're we're trying to come up with ideas, you know? And I think that Let's that's good. Let's see here. I would like oh, well, okay. Spitballing ideas and I also got some edibles. And had just about 100 yeah. milligrams just before the show. And it's starting to work its way in now. So I'm having cool. fun. Uh, <clears throat> I would like to see one of these assholes, like, 
Rush Limbaugh or possibly Sean Hannity or something, you know, deny it until they die on air. Okay. Yeah, that's an idea. You know? That's a good one. Yeah. The thing that sucks is like, uh, hey, I'm going to the movies. I, I need I need to stop somewhere and buy snacks. Just yeah. try and go to your local supermarket and just buy raisinets and gummy bears. Yeah. You know, it's just it's impossible right now. <laughs> I had a nightmare last night, and usually my nightmares involve my family dying in front of me or me being left alone to die or me being in a robbery or me being shot to death. My robbery last night was we were out of milk. <laughs> that was my nightmare last night. We were out of milk, and I had to, like, enter the wastelands to try and find it. Yeah. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, hey, maybe we can get Tom Hanks to, you know, to to pee in Mike Pence's water supply. You know, I I, I find that like I'm help society. I'm finding like I'm I'm doing a, a couple of things. Like I don't I just don't go out much. I go to work. I come home. That's normally how it is. Every yeah. Every now and then. I do have to stop for something. I have to stop to get gas or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. And particularly this last Friday, I was like, if we're quarantined, I'm having dope. And I bought two ounces and gummies. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I need that more than I need fucking toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I did the exact same thing on Friday while everybody else is out buying like, like, 30 packages of ramen noodles and, and all of this shit. I'm like, Hey honey, maybe we should go buy some weed. So, yeah. So yeah, I got some edibles. I got this, like uh, I've never seen it before, but like some, some like uh THC bath salts for your bath. Yeah. Like I took a, yeah. Like I took a bath last night. Like, uh, no, like, like right before the podcast, I took a bath and Oh man, I am feeling great right now. Well, there was a rub so, that Jeannie used sometimes, and like I, I'm not sure how that came out. Like, kind of, sort of helped, not really sure, sort of a thing. Yeah, like maybe it's helping. Maybe I just think it's helping. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But like I, I, but I feel pretty mellow. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's helping get through this. As a public service announcement to all of our listeners out there, uh, we here at the Pope on Film podcast would now like to uh, announce the major closures and cancellations due to the coronavirus in the interest of public safety, of course. The NBA has, has canceled its season. The NHL has canceled its season. Major League Soccer has canceled their season. Uh, Spring training for Major League Baseball has been canceled. 
as well as the premiere season, and and what a shame this is, of the XFL. The X stands for extreme. (laughs) Wow, that had to hurt Vince McMahon's wallet for about half a billion dollars. Gee, that so sucked. (laughs) Oh, gee whiz. Bunny, you'll be sad to see that the Oklahoma City Festival of Freaks had to be canceled. Yeah? That you're sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually considering going this year, but then everything got canceled. Comic books are being, uh, comic book conventions are either being postponed or canceled. And yet somehow Comic-Con is still going forward because people, a lot of people believe that once it warms up, then COVID-19 will dissipate and everything will be happy and we'll have the best summer ever. But what people aren't taking into consideration is the fact that if that does happen, if COVID-19 leaves during the heat, then it will reappear in winter and it'll be 10 times as strong and millions will die. But hey, we'll still get to go to (laughs) Comic-Con. Hooray! I can't wait to go to the panel to find out what lies ahead for season two of ABC's Stump Town. <laughs> Do they still have comics at Comic-Con? I'm not sure. I, I have no idea. I've, yeah. I'm not a convention person, you know? I'm just yeah. not. I don't, I don't, it's, it, it, it's a big shopping spree. Oh. And I don't have the yeah. money for this shit. I mean, it's it, like a lot of it isn't cheap either, you know? Yep. And Absolutely I appreciate not. that it's your artwork and everything, but, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's like, it's like not my idea of excitement, Yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. Or paying celebrities, I I I yeah. I can't I I'm I'm not really that enthused with celebrities, you know. Yeah. Like <clears throat> uh, I was in an icon convention, which was a basically comic book fantasy all that convention. Um, at SUNY Stony Brook. Yeah. And they got they got people. I don't know how the fuck they did it, but they would they would get, you know, like they would have a good chunk of the cast of uh Star Trek the Next Generation, which was hot at the fucking time. You know? Yeah. But they would they had Marina Sirtis. They had John DeLong who who played Q. He was there yeah, that a couple guy. of times. Delancey? Yeah. John Delancey? Something like that? Yeah. And I was walking along the show floor and shit, and I walk past the table, and an older woman looks at me. She's sitting behind the table, and she smiles, and I, I kind of wave. And I take a couple of steps uh, steps further, and I was like, that was Majel Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned back around, and she looked at me, and I... And it waves again now that I knew who the hell she was. <laughs> Nurse yeah. Chapel from Star Trek. From yeah. the original Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. And then I kept on walking. 
Because <laughs> like like that was enough. That was enough for me. You know what I mean? That was close. <clears throat> we waved. Yeah, one thing we shared a moment. Thing, <laughs> yeah. One thing. One thing I learned from seeing Adam Warrock in concert is that I don't want to meet any of the celebrities that I like. Because I don't know what to say, how to begin, what to say to them. I, I am lost, you know? Yeah. Completely lost. But Bunny, Bunny, we yes. are mentioning cancellations. And I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say this, but I have a really serious cancellation to talk to you about. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read this tweet. Okay? okay. This is a tweet. This is an actual tweet from an actual major corporation. They actually sent this out. Quote, we have made the difficult decision to cancel currently scheduled Wienermobile events for the near future. I, I know health, I've been watching your videos. The health and safety of our fans, the hot doggers, and the public is our top priority. We look forward to getting back on the hot dog highway as soon as we can. Stay safe, everyone. And I would just like to take this time to say that I am so happy that they were so frank with their response. Because if they said anything else, that wouldn't have cut the mustard. <laughs> personally, oh. personally, I'm really upset about this because I was relishing the idea of seeing the Wienermobile in person. <laughs> also, mayonnaise. Oh. I didn't have anything for that one. But so sad day. that the Wienermobile so sad that the Wienermobile has just been just shut down. You know? Yeah. And I, I didn't I have, see I, I didn't have, see it when they first I I have heard that people have been getting like a lot of emails from like anybody who has your email address. Like Yeah, uh, I'm I'm like stamps.com so and shit like that. Yeah. I've been getting so many emails it's been hard for me to catch up, but doggone it, I love it when I get emails. See what I did there? See what I did there? I kept yeah. it going. I've only gotten like two or three emails. Natasha's got like 50 different emails from different companies. Yeah. It is ridiculous how many emails that she's gotten. The funny part is, is that all of these emails have come out and these emails are usually these long emails about like, here are our steps. Here's what we will be cleaning. Here's, here's what we're doing to make things safe for you. Don't worry. Here are the steps. There's a supermarket right next to our, uh, right near us, and it's open 24 hours, and it's still open 24 hours. And the one thing that makes me feel better is the fact that Emerald hardly sleeps. So if we really do need something like milk or anything, great. Emerald, go get milk at 3 a.m. You know, so, like that's a safe plan that yeah. gives me comfort and strength. That if we really need something, okay, Emerald, here, it's 2 a.m., you're awake anyway, go to Fire Lake. And they sent this massive list that literally listed all of the things that they're doing differently, and it was like four pages long. 
So here is the email that Barnes & Noble has sent its customers. Okay. It's going to take a long time to read it, but let me read it to you. Quote, dear reader, we're living through turbulent times together. Our booksellers are your neighbors, your friends, and family. Your stories are our stories, and we know how resilient our communities are. Sincerely, the booksellers of Barnes & Noble, and that's the entire email! <laughs> so basically, they wrote, Dear reader, fuck you, we ain't cleaning shit. Sincerely, <laughs> the booksellers of Barnes & Noble, who are still employed. <laughs> Hooray, Barnes & Noble! It's a bold move. It's a bold move. Yeah. You know. Over here, they canceled the last day of school before spring break. And so the kids were all happy because they got an extra day of spring break. So they canceled one day of school and now we're in spring break. And the plan is to continue school right after spring break. But Maxwell was sent home with a massive plastic packet of homework. Okay. And there's a book in there for him to do a book report. And there's uh, uh, information of how to log into educational websites and pages and pages and pages of homework. And, and, and a long note that says, here is work just in case the kids don't go back to school after spring break. And that's not a good sign. <laughs> Something tells me. We're all just here in the house for the foreseeable future, you yeah. know? So that, that doesn't make me feel better. And yet here's the kicker, okay? Everything is being canceled. Everything is being canceled. Everything's being postponed. You know it's not being postponed? WrestleMania is still only 20-something <laughs> days away. That's great because in the middle of a pandemic, we all need to be entertained. And what is more entertaining than entering a small arena with hundreds of thousands of people from all over the world yeah yeah well what's more entertaining right now in the middle of a global pandemic than hundreds of thousands of people from all over the world going to tampa where people have already died a contaminated city and entering one building where everyone is shoved together elbow to elbow doesn't that sound great thanks vince yeah yeah, so it's, 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 fuck, fuck wrestling right now. I'm so yeah. pissed. And yeah, yeah, it's 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 so it's it's so sad that like uh, everyone needs to quarantine. Everybody needs to work from home. Everybody needs to do what they can, stay at home, and and uh, we all need to to be indoors as much as possible to fight this pandemic. Everyone making minimum wage at a fast food place, go to fucking work. <laughs> Everyone working minimum wage at a retail business. Hey, we're not canceling this fucking Kohl's cash. <laughs> go to that goddamn register. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. It's really fucked up. Like shit. And yet WrestleMania is still a go. Like fuck. But then the then the last the but then the last resort. Come on. The last resort after all of that to try to keep people keep calm is look, 
it's mostly going to be the old people. Yeah. Okay? It's mostly going to be... You guys will probably get through it. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah, it's a, okay, it's a strange shit, comfort. Okay, we're on the fucking list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We, I'm sorry. So it, we just shot past the Mexicans on the genocide list. <laughs> yep. I read somewhere that Mexico is considering uh, closing their borders to stop Americans from coming in and contaminating them. And it's like, ha ha, yeah. the foot's on the other shoe now, isn't it? Yes, but I find that hysterical. But here's the worst cancellation of them all. I had so much planned this upcoming week. I know. I had so much planned this upcoming, this whole week. We were going to be traveling all across Oklahoma, doing videos, going on road trips. We were going to go to a drive-in here. We were going to go to this uh, family fun center here. We were going to do a video at this place. We were going to visit this location. And all of that's canceled. Like, my fun birthday week is just dead. And now, like, the the only comfort that I have, the only comfort that I have right now is, uh, yes, my birthday week has been canceled. But on the positive side, all theme parks are closed and YouTubers are freaking the fuck out in real time. (laughs) And that has been such a joy to see all of these white people who can afford to go to Disneyland every day and then do videos and then put them on YouTube and then become successful YouTubers. All of them have had their uh, 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 their wellspring of money just dry up and it's like yeah 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 yeah. have fun have fun doing instead of doing the premiere of the new mickey and minnie's runaway railway maybe people will want to see the inside of your fridge yeah so that's been a comfort in these dark times but yeah, my birthday's really now i I, all the people all the all the people who were like uh well, it's only like 2%. Okay, that's a lot of yeah, fucking but that's people. Do the goddamn math. Yeah. You know? That's, yeah, that's a huge fucking amount, number one. And number two, we're talking, yeah, we're talking about human beings, uh-huh. not numbers and fucking statistics. Mm hmm. Those 2% are all people. People who freaking died. Have some goddamn care about your fellow fucking man. I want to I wanna see him do it, man. I want to see Trump have the balls to have a rally. Yeah. Because they would show up. They can all pray for each yeah. other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, and uh, Trump called for a national day of prayer, and I, for one, am I am happy with that. You know, yes. I think that's a great idea, and I fully support that. All Christians and all right wingers should all be getting together and praying and singing hymns 
and holding hands and hugging, maybe even spinning in, into each other's mouths for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> so unfortunately, I'm I'm I I had to cancel my birthday, so I'm just gonna end up yeah. uh, sadly being 42 for the rest of the year. And, uh, and but you know what? It's Sunday. all about the sacrifices. Yeah, it's all about the sacrifices that we have to make right now. And I'm just going to have to not get older this year. Yes. And shoot, that just sucks so much. But you know, we all have to do what we have to do. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> I'm not getting older this year. Bunny. Yes. We still have movies to talk about. We still have uh, history to get to. And I'm really glad that I bumped last week's Steve Historic Approximations to this week. Because this is a great Steve's Historic Approximations that will brighten some people's lives. Okay. This is a day brightener of a shap. And I think people are really going to dig it. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. All right. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Do, 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 and break. There's more stupidity than hydrogen in the universe. And it has a longer shelf. Missionary position impossible. Something unknown, something unforeseen, something unspeakable lives below. And it lives to destroy. <laughs> They have risen. We created the perfect soldier from cheap hoodlums and thugs in a good number of pathological murderers and sadists as well. We call them the Totem Corps, the Death Corps, creatures more horrible than any you can imagine. From beyond the dead, from beneath the living, from the depths of hell's ocean, everything they touch will die in the deep. Shock waves. Give me the flashlight. We'll be left with nothing but that oil lamp. You don't need it. I need all the help I can get out there. Now let me have it. Starring the Masters of Shock, John Carradine and Peter Cushing. You are indeed very stupid. Now it is too late. Now the total horror has begun. Now there is no way out. Now the ocean becomes a graveyard.
faster you run, the quicker you die. Because once they were almost human. Shockwaves. The deep end of horror. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. Bunny! Yes! So since the end of 2018, I have enrolled in AMC's A-List, which is a monthly subscription service where for $19.95 a month, more, a little bit more in bigger markets, but I don't live in freaking San Francisco, you get up to three free movies a week. For $19.95 a month, a, a full disclosure, I would be worried about the coronavirus and going to the movies if I lived in New York, L.A., San Diego, Dallas, San Francisco, Chicago, Seattle, Phoenix. But I live in the middle of nowhere. And as one of my Twitter followers pointed out, every time I go to the movies, it's always empty anyway. Yeah. virus so... I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm not. I, I'm understandably concerned. But I do understand yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? The, the last time I went to a sold out movie in this town was Endgame. Yeah. Even when I went to go see Star Wars, the theater was half full. So I, I, I should be okay. Yeah. It's not like there's, it's not like the entire town is going to come out and brave a, uh, a, a pandemic to go see Brahms the boy too and cats, <laughs> you know? So I should be all right. Anywho, for well, now. But you also, least, you also now. have to consider anybody else there. The ticket taker. Yeah. The concession stand person. You know. Yeah. Also, AMC, I did get an email from AMC and they said that, that number one, all theaters will be full at half capacity. So no more selling out an entire movie theater. They are keeping caps on the amount of people that are allowed inside of a theater. And also they have, they had, they had a massive list of high touch areas in the, in every theater, which will be uh, cleaned and wiped and disinfected hourly. Yeah. And it was the massive list. They're also doubling their, uh, uh, cleaning of theaters during uh, in between movies, and so I feel fairly safe. Yeah. That being said, I'm I I, I I'm hardly touching anything now that I'm going to the yeah. movies, just to be on the safe side, you know. Yeah. And also, Natasha has gloves if it comes to that, you know. Yeah. Anywho, this is the part of the show where I list the last three movies that I saw, and after a bit of tete-a-tete, a bit of back-and-forth, a bit of dialogue, I will pick my one and only movie pick of the week. So get ready for some great, uh, in, or possibly not so great, up-to-date movie reviews with Steve Stubbs of the Week! <laughs> That was pretty. 
Well then, Bunny, let's talk movies. This is roughly the 65th or 66th week of my A-list. I honestly lost count, but I didn't lose count with how many showings I have been to. I have just seen, at the end of this current week, my 177th show in AMC theaters, which I think is pretty impressive. Anywho, this week I saw the following three movies. Disney Pixar's Onward, the Ben Affleck drama The Way Back, and Vin Diesel's comic book movie Bloodshot. What? Now, yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Let's talk Rotten Tomatoes. First off, Disney's new film Onward has a decent but not as good as their other films, 87%. Yeah. The Way Back has a pretty good 83%, and Vin Diesel's new comic book movie has a paltry 34%. So this week's Rotten Tomato total is 204 out of 300, which isn't the best, but uh, as a gentle reminder, last week, which was Invisible Man, Brahms the Boy 2, and Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, that one had 173 out of 300, so it's a yeah. step up as far as Rotten Tomatoes scores go. Now, yeah. let's discuss the two movies that were not chosen for my movie pick of the week. Number one, Ben Affleck's drama, The Way Back. Okay. Uh, what an original story. Never before has Hollywood dared to tackle the idea of a grumpy alcoholic man at the bottom of the barrel trying to find uh, uh, salvation in coaching a team of misfits in a sport. Never yeah. before has such a film ever been made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? The coach is alcoholic? What? The coach is divorced? What? He's coaching a ragtag group of misfits? I have never seen such a film. Yes. Yes. So anyway, so anyway, I was trying to avoid this movie. It came out a few weeks ago and I was just, I didn't want to go see it. I hate bad fleck and I hate sports. And so I didn't want to go see this movie. It just seemed trite to me. But Ben Affleck, also, ben Affleck most... is, is really, is really like riding his, uh, his 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 own personal he had he had cred okay he had cred with yeah. me for quite a while for having started with kevin smith you know so yeah. i give him some leeway i gave i give jason lee some leeway except for the whole scientology shit you know yeah but i give him leeway uh You know but what, he's you know really fucking rubbing it thin. He's really rubbing it thin. Yeah. You know what pisses me off about Ben Affleck? I bet he doesn't even uh, return Matt Damon's phone calls. Yeah. That douchebag. Yeah. Like, fuck you. So anyway, I, I wasn't going to go see it. I was going to actively not see the film. But I had seen everything else in theaters, and sadly, they stopped showing Knives Out. Yeah. So it's like, 
it's like, what am I gonna go? What am I gonna go see? Fucking uh, Sonic the Hedgehog again, or should I see something new? And it's like, eh, okay, fuck it, I'll go see Ben Affleck. Well, I was right and I was wrong. There were some and really entertaining scenes. There were some parts that made me laugh. There were some really entertaining moments. And surprisingly, it was all the sports shit. (laughs) Surprisingly, the basketball scenes and the scenes of him interacting with the players, the high school kids, and, and coaching them and trying to lead them, that was all great. The rest of the film is a trite, p- predictable melodrama that relies on you knowing about Batfleck's personal life because he's an alcoholic and he went to rehab and he got divorced from his wife and now he's doing this movie. And so it seems as if like all of the emotions of the film rely solely not on Ben Affleck's acting ability because he's not that great of an actor. So the emotional power of the film relies on you reading the tabloids and knowing the shit that he's been up to. (laughs) And not on a good script or great acting, you know? It's all on, (laughs) hey, you know what Ben Affleck's been through, right? That's the emotional strength of the film. And that's kind of trite. Like, honestly, Bunny, you could write 60% of this movie without having seen the movie. Just just the whole fact that, like, he's an alcoholic. Uh-huh. He's divorced from his estranged wife. He, he, he uh, closes the bar every night. B- uh-huh. But he was, a, he was the best player in, in basketball at his uh, school. And uh-huh. now the school's without a coach, and they're, they're going to him. And, oh, can this alcoholic really try and... Uh, 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 bring himself up and coach this team. Like, oh, oh, y- you could easily write the majority of the film. Well, dude, dude, take it direct, okay? Take it direct. Take yeah, Walter Matthau straight out of the Bad News Bears and pop him into the Affleck movie. Yeah. And it's like it's like the bad news bears twenty twenty, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a Hallmark movie, is what it sounds yeah. like. You're describing it to me. It's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, and it's I would have liked to have and seen. It's just been, and, and this is surprising. This is surprising to hear coming out of my mouth. I would have liked to have seen a lot more sports and a lot less Ben Affleck. <laughs> Dealing with, with his alcoholism. But the good portion of the film is him dealing with his alcoholism and not him dealing with the team. Yeah. And I never would have thought that that me of all people would have been like, God damn it, can we see more basketball, please? <laughs> Can we get back to the sports ball? <laughs> so that's the way back. It's There's a reason it came out in March and not December. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Yeah. And that's because Ben Affleck doesn't have the chops and this movie doesn't have the script. Yeah. To make it an award winner. So that's the way back. The second movie that was not chosen for my movie of the week, but almost was, was Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. It's based on a comic book about this guy, and he was in the army, and he was killed, and then he, they bring him back to life as part of this science experiment, and they've enhanced his body, and he has nanites, and now he's super strong, and he can't be killed, so he uses it to like hunt down the people that killed his wife. And then, like, about 45 minutes into the movie, there's, like, a swerve, and you learn that actually the people that enhanced him have also have just complete control of his memories. And so they have been using him to kill people for, like, five years. Okay. And and they just keep rebooting him and changing the person who killed his wife. And it's an interesting twist. And uh, it's it. So it's like a comic book movie. But with this one tiny little thing changed in it. Like that change does make things kind of interesting. But also it's a fucking Vin Diesel comic book movie. And it's just it's silly. And it's dumb. And it's stupid. And other than Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with Vin Diesel in it before. So he's just mumbling and flexing. I it de- it depends. I find Vin Diesel really hit or miss. You know, like yeah, I really gave gave the Riddick series a try. And God, I hate those fucking movies. I really hate those movies. But the Triple X yeah, movies, no. I, I love the fucking Triple X movies. Huh. And they're so so, so yeah, ridiculously it's... stupid over the top with the effects, the the action effects. It's it's hysterical. Okay, so so yeah. Vin Diesel's just mumbling and flexing. That's his entire acting range in this. And the end battle is just this CGI mess of Transformers quality. It's all ridiculous and stupid. But it's a nice, fun distraction. And isn't that what we're all looking for right now? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think your review of, like, the Triple X movies is basically my review of bloodshot it was a stupid dumb movie but it was fun for an hour and 45 minutes to just forget about how we're all dying yeah Mm -hmm. but i will say it's getting harder and harder to use movies as a means of escape like (laughs) you know what i'm going to the movies to escape because that that's what i do movies are a way to escape from reality the lights dim and i'm able to forget about my troubles and and oh the the previews are starting oh it'll be so nice to forget about things and then it's like preview number one push back until september preview number two canceled indefinitely preview number three the new fast and the furious movie which will now be coming out in summer of 2021 okay and what's the fourth preview? Oh, it's a new World War II drama starring Tom Hanks. Oh. 
Oh, how great it is to forget about my troubles. <laughs> oh, the preview for oh. A Quiet Place Part 2, which they've pushed back until question mark. <laughs> like, oh, it's so nice to forget about things. So it's getting harder to go to the movies to forget about your troubles, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a movie yesterday and there were only about 20 people in this big, massive theater. And we were all just in our own little corners, just avoiding everyone else. But right before the movie started, one person coughed and every head turned. Yeah. And that was a bit that was a bit nerve wracking. I am really worried because I have extreme chronic severe asthma and I have the worst allergies in the world. And Oklahoma has is so goddamn windy that everything, all of this pollen and, and, and everything is just flying in the air all of the time. And it's hard to breathe. And I have this body chemistry where I really can't take anything. Any allergy medicine is basically a roofie for me. Yeah. And I just knock right the fuck out. So I am constantly coughing and clearing my throat and clearing my sinuses. And now I have to consciously try and not do that when I go out in public. Because I could be beaten up and killed. Yeah. As a brown-skinned man of, of undeterminate uh, 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 race, I cannot do my normal coughing and clearing my throat all the time in public because some crazy-ass white dude will beat the shit out of me and I'll end up in the hospital. <laughs> so, uh, fun times. It's great to go to the movies to escape. Finally, my Steve Stubbs pick of the week is the Disney Pixar animated film Onward. Funny. Okay. I will get to the review, but like Quentin Tarantino says in the movie Four Rooms, my way of storytelling is kind of all the way around the world. And, it, you know, it, it's the journey and not the destination. We'll get to there. But yeah. I just self censored myself on Twitter and I need to get this off my chest. Okay. Okay. So starting in 2018, I had like 400 Twitter followers. Not a lot. I always know that that I'm a I'm a cult classic and not a bestseller. Right. You know, uh-huh. that's just me. That's just who I am. So I had like 400 Twitter followers, 450 Twitter followers. I didn't have a lot of Twitter followers. Then I was fired and I started tweeting about it and then out of nowhere, I had over 2,000 Twitter followers. And I, and, and I figured that eventually those people would all run to the hill. Yeah. But somehow I've managed to keep a lot more of them than I thought. Right now I have somewhere around 1,250 Twitter followers. And I thought for sure that everyone would take off. But a lot of people have stuck around. And a lot of, uh, and I've gotten more now that I've been tweeting my AMC A list. Every time I go to the movies, I tweet about it. I'm getting people who are following me just to hear my movie reviews and to to see what I sneak into movie theaters and stuff like that. <laughs> so I have a lot of people that follow me on Twitter, and surprisingly, one of the people who follow me on Twitter. You know, a lot of random people are following me on Twitter. One of the people who follow me is a guy. I'm not going to name him, 
but he was the director of a VR short for Disney Animation and a lead effects animator for Frozen 2. Okay. He works for Disney Animation. And he retweeted you? No, for for some reason, one of the lead effects animators for Frozen 2 is constantly, like, interacting with me on Twitter. Oh, okay. And and he'll like a tweet, and he'll talk to me, and I'll talk to him back, and we go back and forth. It's not like, oh, here's this fairly big guy, and he's following me, period. But here's one of the lead effects animators for Frozen 2. And he talks to me all the time on Twitter. And it took me a while to realize that, like, that, like, oh, I'm going to see uh, Onward. It's so nice to get out of the house. I'm so happy to be at the movies. But is this going to be any good? And I was going to go into this. So I tweeted, like, is Onward any good, though? And and then I sent that out. And then as I'm waiting there for the movie to start, I was going to go on this rant about how I'm really excited to see Onward, but I'm not sure if it's going to be any good. It might be crappy. It just doesn't seem to be up to the level of a Disney Pixar movie. But he 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 answered my tweet of, is Onward any good, though, with, uh, yes, it's so good. <laughs> I have so many friends who worked on that. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so it's like, like, what the fuck, though? Like, god damn it. I don't think I can... So then I saw the movie, and, I, and I'm just sitting there in the car going, fuck, I don't think I liked that movie. Yeah. And somehow now you're, you're like obligated somehow not to say it. Because the guy who made the film will get mad at you or some shit. Yeah. Like, God damn it. What do I say about Onward? So what I do is I have a routine. I go see the movie. I go go into the parking lot. I get into my car. I turn the car on, grab my phone, and text and tweet a review. And I'll put the name of the movie in quotes and then in parentheses the year it came out. And then on the bottom... I'll give a review. And I and I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. So I drove home without doing a review. And the whole time I'm like, shit, what do I do? What do I do? What do I say about Onward? I have no idea what to say about Onward. What the fuck do I do? What? what? So I got home and I just stayed in the driveway and I tweeted my review. And this was the review that I tweeted about Disney's Onward. Pretty good, and I'm sure my kids will love it. And then I tweeted a gif of uh, Clark Griswold from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation saying, Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> and that was the entirety of the review. Now, if I'm now, I said, I'm just gonna shit out a review, and then when I do the podcast, I'll be honest about it. And yeah. this is me being honest about it the movie is just okay and what sucks is that this is disney 
Pixar. These are the people who made Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Inside Out, Wally. Really good, incredible, fucking powerful movies. And so many of these Disney Pixar films are like life changers and like uh, like a defining films of, of, of history. My kids will grow up knowing these films as being the films that they loved when they were a child. And, and you see these films and you, 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 they're, they're emotional and you cry and you, you feel them. They, you feel them inside. That's every Disney Pixar film. Onward is fine. And it's, it's sad because you expect so much from a Disney Pixar film, but Onward is just, I don't know. It's right up there with fucking The Last How to Train Your Dragon, maybe. Um, Wonder Park, I guess. Uh, it's okay, but... I don't know, it, man. I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through to find out what the fuck Onward is right now. <laughs> yeah, like it's... That like deserves an okay boomer sound effect. <laughs> it it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, and they are orcs. Orcs or dwarves? I don't. It, it, uh, they're in a world where it, like Tolkien sort of shit used to happen a long time ago, and people had mad magic was real, and there were dragons and all of that. But eventually they created science and now all of these creatures live the same way that we do and no one uses magic anymore. And these two, like orcs or dwarves or whatever, uh, elves, I think they're elves, uh, their dad died a long time ago and apparently he found a magic staff and a crystal and gave the kids a spell that will bring him back to life for 24 hours and they fuck up the spell and only the bottom half of him comes to life so they go on a quest to find a second crystal and continue the spell so that they can bring their dad back and i would be hard it was very difficult for me to describe the plot because the plot just it's not exciting. It should be funnier. There should be more memorable scenes. I would have a hard time explaining to people what my favorite part was or, or what was funny about it. It's just, there's, it's not that great, you know? Yeah. It's just there. It's okay. I don't know. It kind of feels like Disney Pixar phoned this one in, and that's kind of sad because it's Disney <laughs> Pixar, for yeah. fuck's sake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I expect more from them. This was just okay, and that's kind of sad. And then Amber's like, oh, I'm going to go see uh, Onward. And I'm like, yes, please. We can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> and, then she, and then she came home, and it was like it was like midnight, and I was half asleep. And, like, like I woke up enough to just go, oh, my God, Amber, Amber. What do you think about Onward? And she's just there and she goes, I don't know. I guess it was fine. And I'm like, I know, right? It was just okay. And I'm so pissed off about this. 
every movie is this um every disney pixar film is this amazing movie and then they make this movie and it's i don't know it's it's fine and that's really sad it looks it looks <laughs> yeah just looking at the pictures it looks very throwback like it looks like had Rankin and Bass evolved, they would have evolved into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Don Bluth was still doing, was still alive doing movies. Yeah. If we were going to do Santa Claus is coming to town again, you know, an updated version, we would use yeah. this style, I think. You know? Yeah. So I, I, but I I don't know. It was kind of sad yeah. that that this wasn't better. I was just upset about that. Yeah, this film should be a lot better, especially the whole science fiction, uh, fantasy, Tolkien esque thing. Like that's in my wheelhouse, and I was excited for this. And then I saw the movie, and it was like, oh, okay, hooray. Like, honestly, I would rather watch Will Smith's Spies in Disguise. Yeah. Than this new Disney Pixar film, and that's kind of sad. But anyway, that's my movie pick of the week. Next week. Whoa, 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 whoa. One last thing, though. Okay. Okay. Sorry, not to quite toot my own horn, but I, I kind of feel like looking at something like this, if you can have your style like that, I can have my style with Dr. Vornoff. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think what where I've gotten to with Dr. Vornoff with some problems, and he's still not done yet, um, could be competitive in this market from, from an appearance level. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like the animation style too wasn't anything to write home about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was all just okay. And that's kind of sad. But that's, <laughs> yeah, that's onward. Well, that's kind of how we've, that's kind of how we felt about cars, though, wasn't it? Uh, cars was kind of a flop when it came out. Cars grew on me. I like Cars now. I hate Cars 2 and Cars 3. The first Cars, like, 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 that one I like. Yeah. I like the first Cars. First Cars was good. Everything else was just kind of them phoning it in. Kind of shitty. But anywho, that's it for uh, Steve Stubbs this week. Next week, we're going to watch whatever's new, which sadly might include a brand new uh, Christian film starring Archie from Riverdale. I don't want to go see it, but I might have to. I mean, it's either that or Sonic the Hedgehog again. So, oh, yeah, yeah, but dude, yeah. really, really seriously consider it. You know, I might, I might. So uh, join us next week for more up-to-date movie reviews. With Steve Stubbs of the Week. And cut on that.
<clears throat> Buddy. Yes. Are you ready for another exciting installment of uh, Bunny Versus? Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you ready? As, as much as I can be, you know. All right, then. Well, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus. And now here is your host, Bunny Williams, take it away, buddy. <sighs> well, I keep, I keep wondering. I keep, I keep wondering if um, what is his name? Michael Stipe. You know, I think yeah. about Michael Stipe a lot. And I'm, I, I hope he feels fine. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, let's all hope Michael Stipe feels fine. Yeah. Because in these troubling times, you know, my my brain yeah. just turns to Michael Stipe, as, as I'm sure we all do. The crazy thing is, is how the entire nation's consciousness changed within a matter of hours. <laughs> yes. Because on Thursday, what was it, the 12th, I, was, I had the car that day, and I was out and about with Eleanor. We went to the park. We stayed there for about an hour playing. We, we recorded a really great video that I'll be uploading this week. We had fun, and it was a blast. And afterwards, I went to my local supermarket. It was noon on Thursday, March 12th. There was hardly anybody at the supermarket. Everybody was smiling and friendly. There were just a few old people and me and some housewives. There were no lines at the registers. Everything was fine. I was in and out. I got some stuff for dinner, some stuff for lunch. And then Eleanor and I went home. We left the supermarket at 1 o'clock. Later that day, at 5 o'clock, we needed some more stuff. And I went back to that same supermarket. And I swear... It was like the North Korean rockets were on route. <laughs> Suddenly there was no parking. Yeah. There were lines at every register. People were buying months worth of shit at the goddamn register. And it's, it's so weird because it's like, I was just here. Yeah. You know, I left here at one o'clock. What has happened in America between 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock that now people have panicked? But that's how quick it was. Yeah. You know? It was just a matter of hours, and everyone's entire attitude changed. I'm blown away by that. Well, well, Jeannie did her usual shopping, you know? She shops yep. on Saturday, you know? And it and the world changed in between. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So she. There were no bananas. What's with the bananas? What is with the bananas? 
And I'm sorry, yeah. I'm kind of upset with the grocers. Because, please, okay? Yes, it's perfectly okay these days to say, yes, we got no bananas. We <laughs> have no bananas for sale. Please, let's, you know, let's go the extra step for lightening up. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's crazy. It's crazy out there. Yeah. And, and the weird thing was, was, was last weekend was so totally different. I had a, I had a story time at LoveWorks and that was yeah. a bunch of fun. And then, and then afterwards we went to a, a little comic book convention in our town, like the second annual comic book convention that happens in our town and yeah. it was a lot bigger this year than it was last year and we got some comic books and we had so much fun and it was a blast and then i came home that saturday and i was like oh i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna hang out at home maybe take a little bit of edibles and then i took way too much edibles and ended up spending the rest of the day just watching stranger things on a daze in the couch on the couch yeah and like, but last weekend was like so much fun. And this weekend, I swear, it, it, there are seven people in this house, including me. Yeah. Seven people in this house. And they're all just sort of stuck here in the house. And I swear to God, they're all going insane. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my so, theory. Uh, that's my theory my on the toilet paper thing. And I think I mentioned it before, but. Now I'm really high. Um, yeah. Uh, and I knew I would be. And I knew I had to be for this show. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> this is the angrier Pope on film. This is a very venti, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying before that? Uh, the toilet paper. We were- yeah. I, I I really think it's like a, a, like a little mini mass mis, mi, psychosis, you know? Yeah. And I think we're going to see more weird things like this. You know, like, I mean, people hoarded toilet paper for some fucking reason. And I think some kind of survival switch flipped off because things got too insane. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need toilet paper. You know what I mean? But on just yeah. like a mass scale. So we're getting, you know, we're getting freaky too. You know? Yeah. Society itself is having a big problem keeping its structure right now. It absolutely is. Yeah. fucked up but you know like kind of Patton Oswald used to say that he wanted to die in the apocalypse yeah because he he thought that would just be the coolest way to die and like if he was talking to people in heaven like how they die like uh, hit by a bus you know I don't know got in a fight how about you? I died in the apocalypse. 
And he thought that would be the coolest thing in the world. And, God, you know, like at the same time, if you let yourself, there is such a funny side to all this shit. Yeah. You know? But it's like, do you even want to make those fucking jokes? You know? Yeah. Okay. You yeah, know, we're... first, we, we, you've got to admit that we're, we've become a fucking society that's okay with, like, two million people dying? Yeah. Which yeah. is about the projection? We're cool with that because saying that keeps everybody calm yeah that's fucking crazy <laughs> you and, know. Then our, and then our and then our president is actively lying about everything yeah yeah, yeah. and is probably infected to shit now yeah And then I'm so disappointed because, God damn it, I had so much planned for this week for my birthday. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. I, there was so much planned. We were gonna, we were gonna have so much fun, and now, fucking, we're screwed. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Fun times, fun times, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time, like, Trump has been seeing, like, a lot of really hard-ass Nazi shit leading up to all of this, you know? Yeah. I tweeted The Democrats today. caused tweeted. the fucking coronavirus? Yeah. And shit like this? I mean, I was like, just like this, I'm like, you're getting us ready for the fucking camps. Yeah. You know? I, I tweeted today that, uh, you know, you know, karma's a thing. And all I'm saying is, perhaps if y'all liked cats as much as I did, then maybe we all wouldn't be self-quarantining ourselves. Yeah. Because everything started getting weird when cats came out. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I think cats was was the the you know. Well, oh, when did when did uh, reports of this disease start breaking out? I don't know. I guess it was around cats. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's an alternate universe out there where cats was a huge success <laughs> and there wasn't a disease. <laughs> is all I'm saying. <clears throat> so, that's just a fact. Man, that hurt. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe yeah. if y'all were nicer to Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser, then we all would. Then we would all have enough toilet paper. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Yes. Way to go, Stimble Shank. It is, it is, it's all insane. Yeah. It's all yeah, insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am so 
I am so freaking happy that I do not work at the bookstore right now. Yeah. Because if there's one thing that I have learned through all of the tornadoes and fires and storms and floods and yada yada that I've been through, it's that whenever there is a big tragedy and people are off of school, a lot of them say, oh, man, there's tornadoes and fires and earthquakes and there's a flood. And now we're out of school. So Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble? Yeah, let's go to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> For some reason, like, oh, it snowed 14 inches last night and no one could get anywhere. So, yeah, Barnes and Noble? Barnes and Noble? <laughs> and some people's minds are just set up like that, where it's like, oh, there's a tragedy. Let's go to the fucking bookstore and hang out there for five hours, buying nothing. <laughs> and it's like I'm so happy that I am not working at the bookstore cleaning up people's shit right now. You know? Yeah. So happy that I am not there. Because <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I. So now my. I. Uh, <sighs> You know, like, no, I don't like being around people either. Because being around people is kind of like, like, I'm okay with being around people. As long as I don't have to get to fucking know any of them. You know? You know, like, like, let's keep it professional or whatever. Because, like, you get to kind of liking somebody. And then they come out with something. And it's like, oh, fuck, you're one of them. <laughs> yep. You know? And 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 I don't know how to relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, oh shit. Let me just keep my mouth shut and get through my day. <laughs> yeah. You know, so no. I don't I don't I'm not very interested in meeting people. We're getting yeah. to know people right around now. There's a lot of people just have so many just strange ideas. You know? Yeah. And what pisses me off, and, and I've said this like a million fucking times, but what pisses me off is that I've always loved a good conspiracy theory, man. Always. Yeah, the Q people say that uh, the coronavirus doesn't exist and that this is actually uh, the government getting everybody quarantined so that there won't be mass panic when they start arresting all of the evil uh, baby-raping liberal Satanists. Oh, yeah. That would be us. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and, that, and that no one is dying from the coronavirus. This is all just a front to keep us calm because the mass arrests that they've been promising for years is finally coming. So, for, so all of the Q people are like super excited about the coronavirus because in their warped minds, they believe, oh, shit, they're finally going to arrest 
uh, Hillary Clinton and yeah. all of her baby-eating Satanists. Yeah. Yeah, this is all insane. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's very insane. Yeah. This is just all fucking insane. Yes. I am surprised at how quickly a once very powerful nation can collapse. You okay. know? Like, goddamn. Goddamn. You're like, our nation collapsed pretty goddamn quickly into chaos, didn't it? I thought that America would put up a bit more of a fight, but no. Uh-huh. Everyone knows, everyone in America knows not to listen to the president right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's really fucked up. And we've been shown up. this over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That's that's why I'm like, saying, I mean, even even in, like, the best case scenario, and there is absolutely nothing to do with this coronavirus shit, we're being driven yeah. insane. Yeah. And crazy yeah. people buy toilet paper. Yeah, fucking toilet yeah. paper. And bananas. Yeah. Everything's so fucked up right now. Yeah, but like, like, didn't you think that there was more toilet paper in the warehouses somewhere or something? I mean, the has the toilet paper industry collapsed? Or is this yeah, time to get on it, know. boys, and get rich? Yeah. Like that story of the guy who bought all the hand sanitizer. Did you see that in the news? Uh, I don't think seriously. I saw some things about it like a joke. No, some guy bought his $700,000 worth of hand sanitizer and uh, went to go sell it online to become rich. But both Amazon and eBay shut him down because uh, he's an asshole. Yeah. And now this guy's worried that like now he has no money and is going to go bankrupt. And oh, no, poor me. What am I going to do? It's like, well, you shouldn't have fucking done that in the first place, you goddamn asshole. I, yeah. hope, they, I hope it comes for you first. Yeah. Because you're a douchebag. <laughs> you are the reason why there's no toilet paper. People like you. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And you got you got you got Jim Baker and Alex Jones both hawking yep. that um silver solution stuff. I Have cannot you heard believe about that people that? I can't believe that people still listen to Jim fucking Baker of all people. Yeah. Like what the fuck? They have got to know he swindled them before. Yeah. But, like, he's got to be forgiven or something. Yeah. 
That's fucking weird. Well, well, all of our listeners know that by listening to the Pope on Film podcast, uh, actually kills ninety eight percent of all coronavirus. <laughs> yes. We had this podcast tested in the same lab where uh, oh. Jim Baker and Alex Jones test their stuff, and they say it's legit, as legit as their claims. So there you go. The Pope on Film podcast kills the coronavirus. Yes. Yeah, that's a whole other part of the conspiracy theory shit that, yeah, like, like, oh, this is a hoax. Look. I found this cleaner, and it's an old cleaner. I, it was under the sink, and it says it fights coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It probably says yeah. it kills the flu, too. Yeah. Except every time the flu or the coronavirus, coronavirus is just a classification. Yeah. Of what COVID nineteen is, and yeah. I believe what it what it basically means is that it's a virus that's communicable between humans and animals. So yeah. animals are a concern, but I don't hear much talk about that. You know, no, yeah, but but like bird flu, okay, bird flu was a coronavirus because it passed from birds to humans. Yeah. Okay. This is a different coronavirus. So, yeah, it kills the germs that, that cause coronavirus, just not this one. <laughs> you know when the bird flu started? Uh, wasn't that China, too? No, it started when Robert Pattinson killed that one-eyed seagull. Oh! That's a scientific fact right there. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Pattinson started the bird flu. So I thought to kind of lighten the mood a bit with uh with a character of mine. Um I am looking for a particular look for this person. And I am looking for a hot female. Albino. Okay? So to kind of put that out of, at, you know, I mean, you can picture the character, but now the face is kind of what I'm, I keep thinking about. And I'm not sure I'm really going to be able to pull off her face. But I'm looking for a very beautiful woman. There are some women who are very beautiful, and you, you, but there's still something on their face that just says, you do not fuck with me. You know? So, like, offhand, I can only think of two of them, but they've got to be more. Catherine Hepburn was a great one. Yeah. If you picture the young Catherine Hepburn when she was still being cast as beautiful. Yeah. She was, but just to look at her, she looked like she's going to hit you back. (laughs) <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh or Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall was another one that just just kind of naturally looked like she took no shit. You know? Yeah. 
So I don't necessarily want this character to look like either one of them. But I want it to be beautiful, and I want it to have that quality. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the actual character itself is male. Okay, so I'm just kind of playing around with gender a bit. I thought the character would look better as an albino female. You know? Okay. Than being male, but the character itself is has always been male. Okay. So I kinda I kinda think this character can wind up being kind of a a feminist hero because what happens if you grab Dirty Harry's ass? Okay. Yeah. What is his response? You know? What would what would Charles Bronson do? If you pinched his nipple on the way by, you know, how would they react? Well, yeah, this just happens to be, you know, this time in this character's reincarnation, he's a beautiful woman this time around. What would Chuck Norris do if you told Chuck Norris? You know, you'd be prettier if you smiled more. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. And I I really think the first thing I want to do with that character, once I get her pulled together, is... uh, I mean, I am thinking of a whole story, but I'm also thinking of like a series of posters, you know? Yeah. So I'm picturing this beautiful woman... With uh, gotta go with the long white hair for an albino, okay? Yeah, but then she's got a cool look. She's she's got kind of a military outfit going on. That's not, not quite sure. I she's got kind of a priest's shirt, and there's a reason for that. But okay. she's gonna look cool, okay? Uh, I have her leaning up against the wall in an alley with her foot on one guy's head and she's lighting a cigarette and there are bodies of other guys all around the alley. And then I thought in kind of like, uh, you know, on a wall, how people put up posters for their bands and stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of look. I want to see like the side, the other side of the wall she's leaning on where it says something like, don't call me babe. (laughs) You know? And that's just a scene for like just a one shot picture. What do you think? Did I lose you? I'm down with that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how she'd look, but I'm down with that. Yeah. But, um, oh, lighting a cigarette so we can get an orange kind of glow around her face and things like that. Yeah. No, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but the character itself, okay, just because it's fun, it lives under a curse. 
okay? So that each time they reincarnate, they carry a ghost of their previous selves. Okay, that's a day, like, yeah, I, I can be down with that. And this has been, this has gone on since he was a Neanderthal cave painter. Yeah. He was a Neanderthal cave painter. They went through a rainy patch where none of the Neanderthals could really go out. And he had a lot of bored Neanderthals, so he tried to cheer people up. And he painted the sun, which pissed off the shaman who cursed him. And ever since then, he would die. And I was like, that's, I, I think that's a really fun idea. So now we're up to this character who's basically an albino female, most likely alien girl, you know? Yeah. Has this soul that's gone, like, <clears throat> he knows he's a female. He just doesn't give a fucking shit anymore. <laughs> you know? It's like yeah. not the first couple of times this hasn't happened. You know? Yeah. And I thought that, like, it could be a lot of fun to to do it in kind of like a Bugs Bunny style where there's, like, always three ghosts hovering around him, like, Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> uh, somebody more modern. Uh, Chris Evans. You know? Yeah. Like Bugs Bunny would always have those scenes with you know various stars and things like that around and people who were famous yeah. at the time that we only know about through Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. Uh, Peter Laurie. Yeah, you could do all those kind of strange creatures as as ghosts. Like you could have a ghost that was like totally Sam spading it, you know? Yeah. And then that would kind of be the thing. One, they would they would be ghosts, only she could see them, you know? And the serious win, that's the character's name, the serious win that you're writing about can be any character. It can be female, but it doesn't always have to be female. You know? Yeah. You could write that character like, <clears throat> what kind of character do you want to do? You could do any kind of character you want. And you could also do that with the ghosts. So you could just put some political figures and things like that. I mean, so one, he's always surrounded by company, you know, and definitely nobody would ever be able to sneak up on him. He carries an army of ghosts with him, you know? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know. I'm not so sure about like magical powers. But he would have the powers of the of experience. Yeah. Of a thousand lives before it. You know? So like somehow that could be used in place of like magic magic, I think. You know? 
like uh this sounds very original and i'm down with that what if you know this is an original take on something well <coughs> It is inspired by something, you know, but I think it's yeah. far in a way not that same something at all, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if I should name the something or not, you know? Yeah. But it's going to come out anyway. It would be the first fucking thing. I've said a million times that Grimjack is my favorite comic my favorite comic, you know? Yeah, I've heard you talk about it. So there are certainly influences and parallels that you could see between the two, but I think my character is just drastically different. Yeah. You know, and the setup for my character is different. I mean, but, but that's more... I got the idea of reincarnation, which... They only got a chance to play with with Grimjack before the company went under and took forever to get the fucking rights back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are some similarities. Mine's female, you know? Things like that. Yeah. Uh, comes from a completely different world. Might dress similar. I'm not dead sure what I want to do with the overall look. Uh, yeah. I want her dress to kind of downplay. I want whatever a guy would wear. You know? Yeah. And I also wanted yeah. to say some things about her. Because this specific serious win has her own story. Okay? So she is... She... She's the top of a religious order, basically. And she wears kind of a priest's shirt with a priest's collar. And then it comes down the side, except those parts are are red, so the outfit's black and red. Okay. Instead of a priest black and white. Uh, so she's got like a backstory of her own and why she would have certain things. I'm not so sure about it, but anyway. But anyway. That's somebody I'd I'm working on. That. I'd be down with that. I'd, I'd rock that poster. Yeah. I, 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 I also just think because of the ghost, it would be just like a lot more entertaining, you know? Yeah. So, like, how can you actually, how far can you actually go with likeness rights, you know? Yeah, I don't know. How far can you As go and still be allowed to call it parody? I find that a weird topic. Yeah, I've never, I've never, yeah, I've never been the best with. I mean, the, I would think the whole thing like would be a parody. 
Yeah. Yes, honey? Have you seen that? Uh, 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 it wasn't there. I think Bella took them with her of when she went over there. Him. I'm pretty sure that's what, what happened. Didn't fucking touch them. And now I need yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she took them. Not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure. So, Emerald's um, gonna, hold mm -hmm. on, Emerald's gonna spritz me with some CBD. Uh, uh, how long? Ninety seconds. Okay. Yes, Bonnie, continue. <laughs> I just can't swallow for 90 seconds. I got to keep my tongue up. What was that for? Well, anyway, 90 seconds. What was that battle on about? Well, we it was all the end of the world. Yeah. Right. Yes, Natasha built a garden box from scratch. Natasha. I thought I heard something about that. Was it, did Amber post about it? She might have mentioned no, I, something. I, I well, have, I'm not sure where else put, I would hear it. I may have put in a story time about how you were panic crafting. You're at home and you have a lot of time on your hands, and so you're knitting and gardening and building a fort. And yeah, I am gardening, building, crafting. I'm not stress crafting. Okay. I had plans to build this garden box before this shit happened. Yeah, no, that box, that, I bought an entire, like, I swear, two years worth of crafts for our family. Huge ass tote full of crafts because these kids are going to drive me nuts. And yeah. Eleanor, I know he does, and he's going to wait. Where are you guys um, going? Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, and um, Eleanor wants to, to finish painting the birdhouse that she made at the last story time with Mr. Yeah. Steve at Lovebirds. Yeah. So. I told her that. Okay. That's why she's been coming up to me every five minutes and asking if I'm done and if yes. I'm going to be done. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Pen. Pen I, do. oh. I don't have your pen, but I've got everybody's pens if you want a pen. Oh, I. Is it this? Yeah, then I don't know. I hate red pens. No, Pentagon's in the box all the time. Okay, it's, it's been 90 seconds. Hi, Bunny. Why are you being pestered? Oh, uh, it just everybody's here. Uh, Amber was missing her pen. Okay. No, specifically, Ellen coming and bugging him because I told her that she had to wait until uh, he was done recording the podcast to be able to paint her, uh, finish painting okay. her bird house. So she's been coming and bo bothering him. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I'm getting uh, pestered. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I was I was wondering. I was wondering. Um but then that is about it. I think this is just the ranting and raving episode. So yeah, I think that yeah, I, I think the whole episode. I think my need to pee is overriding that. Yeah. <laughs> so if we could have a little break in between, but for bunny versus that's a cut. You still there?
Yeah. You still there, buddy? Okay. Did you just wrap up? Did you? Okay. Yeah. We'll take a quick five and then we'll come back with Shap. All right. All right. Then uh, five minute break, everybody. Take five. Take five. With Shan Wow, you'll be saying, Well, time you use the time. Shan, it's like a towel, a sponge, regular towel doesn't work wet. This works wet or dry. For the car, the house, the book, the art. Shan Wow holds 20 times its weight in liquid. Look at this, sick John. Does the work? Do you want work twice as hard? Doesn't drink, doesn't make a mess, bring it up and wash it. No. Cat in a box. Cat in a box, girl.
I am back if you are back. You are back? I am back. Okay, I am back as well. Uh... Bunny! Yes! If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays? But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this show, would know two things about us. Two fundamental truths about America's cutest couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, Bunny is the fact that you actually write NASCAR-themed romance novels under a pseudonym, which I've always been very impressed with, you know, your literary range. So tell us, please, Bunny, what is your author pseudonym and why is NASCAR so romantic to you? Well, I write under the pseudonym of Zaphod Thunderballs. That is a good uh, name. Which I, I think I, like. I think wrapped up everything that I wanted to say about the character. Uh, I, I wanted to be like speed and and balls, you know, and that that kind of a character going forward. So, uh, um. As far as 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 the NASCAR theme itself, I I, I don't want to go as homoerotic because the drivers want me to go. You know. Yeah, I imagine that would be difficult. I mean, I mean. Like, this is, I'm no pornographer, okay? This this is what I'm trying to say. I mean, the, these yeah. are decent stories about men in love, okay? Exactly. It's who, about love. Who drive for NASCAR, you know? Yeah. And if Will Ferrell doesn't like that, well, fuck him, Okay. Like he doesn't yeah, own NASCAR. All right. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting a little passionate about this. <clears throat> yeah, but I that's can, it, I and that's like... and that's really a a creative struggle with the talent base that I have. You know. Yeah. But since yeah. NASCAR is funding this, what can I do? You know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Well, uh, the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do is I like to find a story from the history books that people might not know too well and reword it by my own unique storytelling style. That's what this is. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. 
Or shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name shap. And like they always say, don't pee on my leg and tell me that you're not peeing on my leg because I can clearly <laughs> see you peeing on my leg right now. Why are you peeing on my leg in the first place, Bunny? Is this a fetish for you? Are you getting off on this? Is this some sort of sick game to you, Bunny, to just pee on my leg? Is this how you get your kicks? <laughs> and so this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, yeah. we will be doing a short story about a prominent figure in one town's history and that same town's current struggle dealing with the aftermath. And if you will please humor me, Bunny, I will not be telling you the man's name, not at first, because reasons, but just trust me here, all right, Bunny? Okay. I, I will tell you his first name is Harold, but everyone just calls him Harry, okay? Harry. Okay. Harold. He was born and raised in beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana, a bustling metropolis of roughly 267,000 people, a fairly big town. Uh, every year in September, they have a Johnny Appleseed Festival, Aww. and it looks adorable. Yeah. I, I would love to visit beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana's Johnny Appleseed Festival that they do every September. Uh, the fort itself, Fort Wayne itself, was founded in 1794 under the orders of one Mr. George Boom Boom Washington himself. Ah. He said, we need a fort in Indiana. And I'll, let's name the Fort Wayne. And so that's how the fort came, came to be. The area was officially incorporated into a city in 1840. And in 1939, the town was severely hit by the Great Depression. But that's okay, because round about the Great Depression is when our man Harry comes in. Okay. Harold was born in, Harold was born in 1886. And he was destined to make history. Harry ran for mayor in 1932, and he won. He was the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana from 1932 to 1947 under his wise leadership. Okay. Fort Wayne survived the Great Depression and Fort Wayne survived World War II. In fact, despite the Great Depression, under Harold's leadership, Fort Wayne continued to thrive. Harold personally broke ground on what would become the Fort Wayne International Airport, which is currently ranked number 151 out of the 550 airports in America, which is uh, pretty good. Not yeah. too shabby. Uh, I did. I did. He was amazing in Uncut Gems. And also a big win at the time for Harry. He got the old nickel-plated railroad tracks elevated. I don't know what that means, but apparently elevating the railroad tracks finally opened up the north side of Fort Wayne and allowed for more city development. And this was all happening during the Great Depression. So during the Great Depression, when cities were struggling, 
under Harold's leadership, Fort Wayne thrived. Uh, he also started construction on the city's massive, uh, at the time, technologically advanced underground sewer system and the big state-of-the-art sewage uh, treatment plant, which is still being used today. Okay. So the success... The success and the history of Fort Wayne is deeply embedded in our man, Harry. He was the mayor of Fort Wayne from 1932 to 1947. In 1947, he lost re-election, but the guy who replaced him was nowhere near the muster of our man, Harry. So in 1951, uh, our man, Harry, runs again, and he's elected mayor again. And he ends up serving four terms as the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and was mayor until he uh, sadly, tragically, while still in office, died of a kidney infection in 1954. Harry was 67 years old. He is buried in Lindenwood Cemetery, right in the middle of beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana. Truly, Harry was one of Fort Wayne, Indiana's biggest heroes. And the city thrives to this day thanks to the outstanding leadership of Harold. And so please, everyone, a moment of silence, please, for our man, Harry. Okay. So shortly thereafter, shortly shortly after Harry's tragic death, The town of Fort Wayne sought to memorialize the man because this man was a very important part of Fort Wayne, Indiana's history. And so they started naming streets and buildings after him. And in the 1950s, that's not a problem. Yeah. In the 1950s, there's no problem naming a street after Harold. And in the 1960s, at least in the beginning of the 1960s, it wasn't a problem naming things after Harold. Okay. But... Like 1958, 1959, 1961, there's no laughs, there's no snickers. The town of Fort Wayne didn't think twice about naming things after their most beloved mayor, Harry W. Balls. Okay. Now, to be clear, his last name is spelled B-A-A-L-S. As you would. But 1958, 1959, that's a different time. They have no qualms whatsoever about naming one of their main streets Harry Balls Avenue. Nineteen sixty-two. People are, I don't know, listening to the sound of music and uh, going to church. They have no problems with naming this building the Harry Balls Community Center. <laughs> and that is true. In the nineteen fifties, uh, one of their major streets was Harry Balls Drive. But as yeah. the years go on and people start to snicker. It becomes harder and harder to name things after their beloved mayor. In fact, after a ridiculous amount of time, Harry Ball's Drive is sadly renamed to the still technically accurate H.W. Ball's Drive. 
So yeah. there is still a major street running through Fort Wayne called H.W. Balls Drive. It's still accurate. Yeah. That's still an accurate name. Anyway, that brings us back to the modern times, a town that is successful, but that occasionally struggles with history, their beloved mayor with the unfortunate name. Yes. So in 2011, Fort Wayne is working on a big new state-of-the-art government building. And I don't know why they decided to do this, but they decided to have everyone vote on the new building name. Yes, let's go online. Let's go online and have people come to this website and vote on what the new name for the... uh, for the town's government building should be. I'm surprised that the building wasn't named Buildy McBuildface. Yeah. Uh-huh. But of course, but of course, the number one entrant with more than 10 times the vote of any other name was the Harry Balls Government Center. Okay. Here's the worst part of the story. You know what those jackalopes in the 2011 Fort Wayne uh city government did what they named the building citizen square oh fuck that bullshit this is the biggest scandal of all time this is harry ballsgate how dare how dare they not listen to the people and name it the harry balls government center how dare they well that is that that is how I feel about my high school song. Okay. What was it? Yeah. What's your high school That's song? That's how I feel about my high school song. I'll, I'll get there in the moment. But the okay. choices were Imagine by John Lennon. Okay. Keep in mind, Lennon was shot my senior year. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I think this is a good choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It it looks to the future. It's it's one of his his biggest songs, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's got some meaning for when we're graduating. Yeah. Second choice, Freebird. Okay. Uh, I'm older, so not so much at the time. <laughs> yeah. But we it's were just, getting just, there. We were getting there. We yeah. were starting starting yeah. to flirt with that disaster. Yeah. Totally different group. But uh Oh hell what? Where was I before Molly Hatchet? Freebird, Freebird, yeah. Yeah. You're graduating, yeah, you're a Freebird. Nice kind of metaphor and everything. Like, it's sort of corny, you know? But it's a school song. Yeah, like, if it's I, a school if song. I graduate, will you still remember me? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Or, the theme from Mahogany, 
Which I was the like, theme from Mahogany. I was like, where the fuck did they dig up this relic of a song? What? Yeah. Do you know where you're going to? Do you? Oh. And out of those three, guess which one won? Uh, the theme from Shaft? Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on. And I was just like, so, like, like, man, out of these three choices, this is the, this is the, The yeah. most on the nose. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, like, like some songs are just naturally wedding songs. Yeah. You know, yeah. the one the bride and the groom chooses, you know? Yeah. But I will say this about the Citizen Square debacle. Yeah. The Citizen Square debacle led to some great news headlines. Okay. Here are uh, two of my favorites. The New York Daily News with... The New York Daily News went with Fort Wayne scratches hairy balls. <laughs> and this one is my absolute favorite from the UK Register in England. Their headline literally went, and I quote... Fort Wayne officials refuse to slap hairy balls on building. <laughs> Those are actual headlines that oh. ran in actual papers. I'd, I'd like to think, though, that just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson was the people's champion, yeah. I'd like to believe in my heart that Citizen Square is and will forever be beyond a shadow of a doubt the people's hairy balls. <laughs> that is what I like to think. I, I, and so that's it. I could get behind that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good story. It's a heartwarming story, and I love it very much. That's it for Steve's historic approximations this week. Next week, we will be talking about a military exercise that went horribly wrong in 2002. And I love this story so much. And it perfectly encapsulates uh, the entirety of the Bush presidency. Okay. In one sad, pathetic military exercise. But that's next week. Join us next week for more educationally uneducational history with Steve's historic approximations. Do, 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 do. Maxwell, your hair looks amazing right now. Maxwell. Yeah, you look good too, Eleanor. You guys both look great. Well, Bonnie, we still have a movie to discuss, and I've uh I don't have that much for the movie because uh the world is ending. Yeah. So but I still have a you know a decent amount of info about it. But before yeah. we get to that, maybe we should take a break. Should we get to? Should we take a break? We should take a break. Yeah. All right. We will be right back with more of the Pope on film after this. Do 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 and break.
I'll kill you if you get rid of the pup. I'll kill you. You are now in a world. It's the death of Richie, the special edition. The death of Richie is a 1977 made-for-TV movie, and now, with the death of Richie special edition, now out on Blu-ray and DVD, you can watch the death of Richie as it was originally meant to be. Gone are all of the old and outdated scenes of a young man struggling with a drug addiction, and in its place is the scene at the end of La Bamba where actor Isai Morales calls out for his brother. It's the Death of Richie Special La Bamba Edition. Gone are Robbie Benson, and in its place, one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for Richie. That's all it is, just Isai Morales yelling for Richie. Do you like seeing Mexicans yell for their dead brother? Of course you do. And now with the death of Richie, the special edition, you can watch one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for his brother. <laughs> That's right, Isai Morales. Richie! It's the death of Richie, the special edition. Richie! Richie! I can do it longer than them. So. for act three yes funny my friend it is time for all of us here at the pope on film podcast to mosey into the third and final act of this alleged film podcast and it is said third act wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new low-fat high in fiber and high in sodium movie of the week and this week, we're trying to have a nice, good, mellow goddamn time because the world is ending and people are dying on the streets and the U.S. government is hiding the severity of the virus that is sending everyone into a goddamn panic. Every store you go into is like a trillion Black Fridays now. <laughs> Existence is an unmitigated nightmare. And everywhere you go, there's Christians saying it's all a hoax or assholes buying up all the goddamn toilet paper so they can sell it at outrageous prices. Everything is horrible and life is pain. So fuck it. Let's have some fun and yes. watch some good movies before the world burns. So fuck it. We're doing the 2010 cult masterpiece. Scott Pilgrim versus 
the world. Yes. And I still can't believe we haven't done this before now. A, a movie shocked. A movie that. specifically you made me fall in love with. Am I right in thinking that I mentioned it so much in the podcast that you said fuck it and went and saw it yourself? Um, I got a download from somewhere, and yep. it was existing on my flash drive, which was plugged into my Roku, that yep. only kind of had a handful of movies. That yep. I would kind of go through. And Scott Pilgrim was one of them. There was like maybe 12. Yeah. And, and you know, some of them were ones we did on the show. And I, I forget where I wound up getting them all. They were probably almost yeah. mostly from the show. And Scott yeah. Pilgrim, Pilgrim I might have grabbed. But, um. But yeah, but because it was there, it was like I like I watched it and I was like Well, you know, it's I like I don't I don't I can't say anything bad about it, you know? But I don't know yeah. how I really feel about it. Yeah. And then I watched it again. And then I just started watching it. Now, maybe I would make up a little excuse or something like that, but then I just started watching it, and, like, I love this fucking movie. I just absolutely fucking love this movie now. It's so great. But it was like, it took me it's a so while to warm up to. Because it's so different than everything else. You yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Funny, but well, personally, I think that one of the biggest cinematic crimes in history is the fact that this film was not a hit in theaters. This film bombed in theater. Yes, which was a big disappointment because, you know, I had been kind of following the story leading up to it, you know, and yep. like I'm just an Edgar Wright you know, that whole, like, group, I kind of group them all together. Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, you know? Yeah. A handful of others. Yeah. The guy who went on to Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? Yeah. Uh, where was I? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Like some of them, like, like, uh. Oh, and it's like Tony Collette as well. Like, like some actors, you don't realize that they're nearly as good as they are off of their first performance. And when you see their first performance, you kind of assume that that's who they are already. Yeah. Okay, so like Tony Collette in The some, Sixth Sense. Yeah. You know, you, I, I, I kind of took it like... Well, she was from Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. She sounds like she's from Brooklyn. So she's probably just from Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. So because of Fantastic Four, I always thought Chris Evans was an asshole. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. So I really like to see him in this movie as an asshole. <laughs> and then he became such a hero with Captain America, and then with Knives Out, he's back to he's back to where he once belonged. Yeah. 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 Rolling Stone did a review of this movie that called it a game changer that will change the face of movies. But then it bombed in theaters, and and I I want to live in a world where this movie was such a hit that other movies copied this film. Yes. Like yeah. like how so many movies, you know, in the late nineties were just attempts at doing another Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a world where Scott Pilgrim was a huge hit that other movies were trying to emulate. Yes. Funny. I, I, I find it a lot of fun. It is. It's so much fun. And the cast is amazing, but we'll get to that. I wanted to do a story time first. Okay. I saw this movie in theaters for free. Really? And I wanted to talk about that. Okay. So, I used to, so I, I, I did story times at the bookstore in California, in Sacramento, uh, and it was very successful doing story times there. It, 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 got, it, it got too successful. The managers thought that they were too popular. Yeah. And that that it was it was causing too many people to come into the store. It was too much of a distraction. That's how popular my story times were over there. Uh, for a while, there was a guy that was that that uh, that uh, tried to get a TV show for me off the ground for a while. Yeah, that was that was odd. Uh, I made a deal with a popular California. Well, I'm sorry. It just should be. Yeah. It just Thank should you. be. Uh, I made a deal with a popular series of uh, gyms in California, California Family Fitness, where I did a handful of story times for them. And in exchange, uh, my entire family got a free membership for a year. And that was great. Nice. That was really fun. And then there... Uh, uh, my bookstore was right next to a movie theater, the United Artists Arden Fair 6. Okay. And the manager would occasionally bring her daughter to story time, and the daughter loved me. And so the manager of the movie theater came to me one day and said, hey, would you be interested in, in would you be able to, to come and do a story time for my kid's school? And I was like, sure, what's in it for me? And she's like, well, I, I, I own the movie theater. Anytime you want to come and see a movie, that's fine. I'll let you in for free. Like you're an employee there. <laughs> so that started, so that started nice. a, uh, yeah, that started a, a, a thing between the movie theater and me. Every once in a while, I would do a story time for the movie theater because their lobby was open and really big and spacious. So I would come and do a story time in their lobby 
And uh, yeah. sometimes they'd, they'd come and bring free popcorn for story time, and I'd hand out popcorn in uh, coffee filters for the kids. So they'd be eating popcorn and watching story time, and that was really fun. Right. And then I would be able to, to come in and, and see a movie whenever I wanted, which was really awesome. And one day, Natasha and I both <coughs> went to the UA Arden Fair 6 and saw Scott Pilgrim. It had just come out. It's like, shit, let's go see Scott Pilgrim for free. And we went to go see it, and it had just come out, but there were like maybe five other people in the theater, if yeah. that. And it was so sad because like we fell in love with the movie, but then also at the same time, like, damn, this movie is so good. Why aren't more people seeing this movie? Yeah. It was like the big takeaway, because this movie is amazing. Yeah. And it was like really getting a build up because I was hearing a lot about this movie and yeah. I remember hearing a lot about the, like I heard a lot about this movie and right around the same time I was hearing a lot about a watchman because I had a job yeah. where I could surf the net a lot you know yeah so I could check shit out and and I remember this getting like quite a build up you know I knew it was based on a comic I had no idea what the comic was and I like how they, I like how they, they go light on the comic book elements, but they're not hiding them either. It's just yeah. a matter if you want, if you want to take it seriously, what they say, or is it just a, a quirk of their dialect and and how teenagers use words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. when Fiona Flower, Ramona Flowers says something like, it's not weird. I take a super psychic highway that only I know about. Is she being off the cuff cute? Or does yeah. she actually have a supersonic highway <laughs> that she that she takes, which is why she can deliver packages for Amazon on roller skates, <laughs> you know? And then she's like, "Oh, I forget that you guys that you don't do that in Canada." Yeah, like it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yes, you mentioned it. It's important. To note that this is based on a series of graphic novels, and that makes this, without a doubt, one of the most faithful comic book adaptations of all time. Really? Okay. Yeah. So when you're talking about like uh, comic book movies, this one should always be like near the top of your list. You know? Yeah. And the cast is amazing. It's got Captain America. Uh huh. It's got Captain Marvel. Yes. It's got Superman. Uh, Ramona Flowers is now DC Comics Huntress in the surprisingly good film Birds of Prey. I don't know. Superman's I don't know. in it. You've got a Superman in there. I don't know if I want to see her not being Ramona Flowers, though. <laughs> she is really good in Birds of Prey. She was one of the the main reasons why I went to go see the film is just because like, holy shit, Ramona flowers with a crossbow kicking people's ass. Like I'm, I'm down with that. 
Yeah. You know, I've already seen her in a bunch of stuff with my AMC theaters A list. I'm still upset that she was the love interest in Will Smith's Gemini Man. Oh. Like, really? Oh, uh, you know. Really? You always, you always got that movie in the past, you know? So are you going to take it yeah. like Johnny Depp or are you going to take it like Kevin Bacon? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, who else is in this movie? There's Anna Kendrick, uh, Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec, Jason Schwartzman from every day of Wes Anderson's life. Were these were these people like were they already somebody? I mean, I know Michael Sarah. Okay. I mean were they somebody first or have they become somebody? They they were they were the beginnings of somebody. Okay. But they weren't like full blown somebody's yet. Celebrity pupae. Yeah. Okay. The sailor of man. all the people in this movie, and <laughs> of all the people in this movie, and there's a ton of people in this movie, and they all do a really great job. Uh, Jason Schwartzman is really great as a bad guy, but my favorite that has a place close to my heart is Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, Kieran Culkin, who is. Fucking amazing as Wallace Wells. Guess who's drunk? Is that Wallace? Yeah, that that's, was that's Macaulay's younger brother. Kieran. Like, like I, I, I kind of just I saw it in the credits and I really never made the connection. Yeah, but that is Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Because this is the year Kieran. fucking two thousand. <laughs> yeah. He does such a great job. He is amazing as Wallace Wells. I was so happy during award season, during like Emmys and Golden yeah. Globes and all that, to see him winning all of these awards as a cast member of the HBO series Secession. Like you see the entire cast of Secession go up to accept the award for best drama. And I'm like, Secession, I have no idea what show this is. I haven't seen a single episode. I don't know any of these people. Holy shit! Wallace Wells is up there. I know. I, I well, well, I haven't seen that, but I've been seeing him in things. Yeah, and it, I, right I, now and it might just a, be previews. More, yeah, he he's almost more of a thing than Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, like, good, good for, for good him, for you, Wallace. I, I yeah. like Wallace. I'm more than willing to root for Wallace, but I'm sorry. Like like we spoke the other week, uh, I'm I'm dead on f rooting for Macaulay Culkin in in American Horror Story. American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, also this kid didn't also, do anything. He was yeah. just a fucking kid. Uh, and he's kind of paid Kim. his whole life for that. Yeah. Kim Pines, the drummer for Sex bob -omb. Uh She is also an American horror story. She was in the... Oh, she she's was, got uh, the fucking uh, face for it. I, I hate to say it. 
Yeah, she she was uh, one of the stars of the Donald Trump season of American Horror Story. So it was so one of it, those. It, it, they, there's there's a season that's based on the uh, election of Donald Trump. It's one of the last seasons to come out. Like not the last season, but the season before that. That's when I stopped watching American Horror Story because it's like I already lived this. Yeah, I I kind of you know? got off the boat with the circus, which I which surprised oh. like even myself. Uh, yeah, I, and that's so sad because that was my one of my favorite seasons because I I I love the movie Freaks so much. Yeah, but they just weren't holding me. The story itself was like, <sighs> I I I don't know. I I, I just found it very boring and kind of played it's like it's like you're really reaching to shock now you know yeah that season felt that season felt more like a mini series than an anthology horror yeah show it felt more like oh here's a drama about freaks yeah you know not that much fear in there and I and I wound up I I wound up just losing interest. I I just kind of lost interest in the clown murderer who looked yeah. great. I could have done it without yeah. the backstory because he was just kind of a douche, you know. Yeah. And it's like yeah. it took the fun out of him as a character. Yeah, but that's the good thing about American Horror Story. If you don't like a season, then just plow through it. There's another one coming. You might like that one. You might hate that one. Like, <laughs> like that, I can get behind. Yeah. You know? That every season is just kind of, is completely different. And, you know, it's like the weather in Oklahoma. If you don't like it, just wait a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to point out that Roxy Richter, the woman who was Ramona Flowers' sexy phase. Yeah. She was great in Arrested Development. She was also on the TV show Parenthood, which was on for like a ridiculous amount of time. Okay. She was. She is also one of the three stars on the TV show uh, Good Girls, which is somehow still on TV and is apparently still popular. Amber watches it. And... She has been the sole voice of Disney's Tinkerbell since the 2008 film Tinkerbell started the Disney Fairy series. Really? Yeah, so Roxy Richter is Tinkerbell. Which one's Roxy Richter again? The Girl X. The Girl X, I have to fight your seven evil ex-boyfriends? Seven exes. evil exes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can fight your seven evil ex-boyfriends. Seven evil exes. <laughs> She's always there to correct him because there was one girl because, Rock, because Ramona had a sexy face. Yeah. Funny. Yes. Uh, Brian Lee O'Kelly is his name. He is a Canadian cartoonist and a part-time musician. He would have to. Okay. He started uh, work for Oni Press, O-N-I Press in 2007. O-N-I Press is an indie comic book company notable for making comics with Kevin Smith. 
they also do Invader Zim, the comic book, and uh, a whole series of Rick and Morty comic books. Uh-huh. Uh, the ABC TV series Stumptown. It's a new series starring uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Maria Hill. That's apparently based on an Oni Press comic book. I didn't know that. Oh. I saw I saw the previews for Stumptown, and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. But now that I know that it's based on a, a comic book series, like, damn, maybe I'll check that out. I always liked uh, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Maria Hill, you know? Yeah. So Brian Lee O'Malley did one graphic novel called Lost at Sea uh, about uh, these people, these uh, young uh, people on a road trip. And this one girl on the road trip thinks that her soul might have been stolen by a cat. <coughs> I bought it for I bought it for Emerald and it's cute. It, and uh, Lost at Sea sold OK, but it wasn't like a huge hit. Then, yeah. boom, from 2004 to 2010. Brian Lee O'Malley released uh, Scott Pilgrim as a series of big fat graphic novels that were so unique and original that after just the first volume was released, Hollywood came to him to buy the movie rights. Really? Yeah. So they were making the movie as he was still writing the comic books. Okay. And, 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 event, and eventually it got to the point where the studio was like, how are you going to have this end? And Brian said, well, I'm going to end it with Ramona and Scott Pilgrim being together. And the studio said, no, we don't like that ending. And our Scott Pilgrim is going to end up with Knives. And they they filmed it. And that was the ending. And they released it. Uh, they 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 did uh, previews for it, and people hate it. Yeah. Absolutely hate it that at the end of this movie, Scott Pilgrim ends up with a 17-year-old high school student. So at the last second, they did reshoots and completely redid the ending. So at the last second, it was changed to uh, vaguely match the comic book. But the comic book has a very different ending with more of... Uh, uh, loose ends tied up and all that sort of thing but the, yeah. the graphic novel's really good uh director edgar wright who also did baby driver he cited as his influence of all the movies that that uh, scott pilgrim versus the world could be influenced by he said that his biggest influence for this film pause for effect okay. was the 1968 film diabolique which was the last Mike episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Really? Yeah. This weird uh, Italian spy movie that was based on an old Italian comic book was uh, uh, Edgar Wright's basis for Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That like, hey, this is based on a comic book, but we don't need for it to look realistic. Yeah. Let's just go over the top and it doesn't matter. That sort of a thing. I huh. love this movie. I love the soundtrack. Uh, Beck, the musician Beck, wrote all of the music for Sex bob -omb. And if really? you buy, yeah, if you buy the deluxe edition of the soundtrack, it actually features 
both the sex bob-omb versions of the songs and the original demos that Beck wrote for sex bob-omb. Yeah. So it's really neat to hear like Beck sing all of the sex bob-omb songs on here, which is cool. Uh, sex bob-omb. Uh, a bob-omb is the name of the bombs in the Super Mario Brothers game. Oh, all of the little bomb characters that walk up to you and then light themselves and explode. That's a bob So they're called sex bob Okay, also, I didn't know at, that. Yeah. Uh, also, Clash at Demon Head is an old school uh, NES game from back when I was a kid. Is that what that is? Yeah. Originally, for the dream sequence in which um, Ramona Flowers delivers the package to Scott Pilgrim. They wanted the Legend of Zelda music to be playing in the hallway, but Nintendo refused. They outright refused to allow them to use the Legend of Zelda music. So Edgar Wright wrote an impassioned letter to Nintendo and to the composers of the Legend of Zelda music and explained to them about how important their music is to society and to culture and that you know classic beethoven songs like do 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 that in the future the classic music that they will be listening to will be nintendo music and he wrote this beautiful letter and eventually they said okay fine you can fucking use the zelda but don't (laughs) use the original music you can't use the original so they had an entire chorus and an entire symphony cover the Zelda music and that's what plays during that scene where he's walking through the hallways of the high school and all that. Yeah. But like the right from the opening right the- from the opening music, okay? Before before they do anything else where they do the universal theme song? Yes. In 8-bit MIDI format? Like yeah, I remember like used to play in games making that kind of sound. Yeah. You know, just like really tinny. Yeah. Fun fact, the narrator throughout this entire movie, who also does the voice of the uh, the Kung Fu video game that Knives and Scott Pilgrim play, yeah, that is Bill Hader. That is SNL's Bill Hader, and he did it for free. He's not even in the credits. Where is he? Who? What? what? Come uh, back, Bill I missed Hader. this. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hader, he was Stefan on SNL. Oh, no, He's I know who Bill on... Hader is. Yeah. Where was he? He was couple? the narrator. He was the narrator in this movie. Once upon a time. Oh, okay. Toronto, Canada. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. He also appears once or twice more. He was like a, like a... Scott Pilgrim's breakup it happened exactly 1,324 days you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Scott's last haircut was exactly 1,300. Yeah. So he's also the the voice that you hear when they play the uh, the video game in the arcade. Uh, final round. Oh, round. Okay. Continue. 10, 9, 8. Yeah. That was Bill Hader and he did it for free because Bill Hader is awesome. <coughs> I, I 
I, I got a lot of facts for this movie. And this is uh, another so, movie, and this is another movie with a lot of not particularly likable characters. Yeah. You know? Because Scott Pilgrim's a douchebag. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim is a douchebag. And Ramona yeah. Flowers just has just this snooty attitude about her. Yeah. Which plays anyway. And I'll be fucked if I know why anybody, anybody is friends with Wallace. Oh, I love Wallace, though. I love Wallace, too. I love him. So much. I love him. I'm not telling him anything. Yeah, that doesn't change. Yeah, that doesn't change the fact that he's a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. So, the comic book was so popular that the comic book inspired two soundtrack, a movie, two soundtracks, a uh, a series of animated shorts that played on Adult Swim a long time ago. Uh a card game, okay. a board game, and a video game that was supposed to... It, it, uh, it, apparently, it was an amazing game, and they used uh, actual music from an actual band, and it's all 8-bit, and, and you power up Scott Pilgrim, and there's a number of different levels, and it's supposed to be an absolute amazing video game. But sadly... It was pulled from the Xbox and PlayStation stores and is no longer a game that, it, that you can uh, download. Apparently because of copyright reasons, uh, because if, if you make a uh, video game based on Scott Pilgrim, you got to get the rights from the creator. You got to get the rights from the, uh, the comic book publisher, Only yeah. Press. You have to get the rights to to the music from the actual band because you used music from an actual band and the band okayed it. But then you got to get the okay for that music from the band and from the studio of the band and from the band's manager. And then probably you need to get rights from Universal as well because they uh, made the movie. And that's a bunch of people. And somewhere in that massive list, uh, one or more people said, no, you can't use this anymore. And so the game isn't available anymore, and I was never able to get it because by the time we got a PlayStation, the game had already been pulled, and I'm really pissed off because this game looks amazing. Yeah. And I'm still upset that this isn't a game. I can download it because it is like a, a game that has been pirated or whatever, so I could download it, but the downloads are only comparable for Xbox machines. Okay. And it's like, damn it. No, I don't have a fucking Xbox. And I'm not going to buy an Xbox just so I can pirate it and play one Scott Pilgrim game. So I'm just pissed. <laughs> I'm just pissed. Yeah. That the Scott Pilgrim game basically doesn't exist anymore. And that, that sucks. It's sad that because of copyrights that there are video games out there that can just sort of disappear, you know? Yeah. Because... Uh, these games are art, and yet there are games that 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 just don't exist anymore. And that's I don't know. They, they, there's something really sad about that, you know. Yeah, I, I also think that that copyright law is just too tight, Fuck. you know. Yeah. So that 
like you can get away with you can get away with using something if you're using it for parody or commentary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which anything I use, I tend to keep that in mind. You know. Um. But it's like anything. If one, if somebody wants to do a slap lawsuit, there's fertile ground for it. And so, so you can possibly be well within your rights of using something, but you're going to get sued anyway, and you're not going to be able to fight fight against their lawyers. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I th- I think some things should otherwise loosen up. Like it seems to me, like with f- photographs. You know, or, you know, just 2D images. It seems yeah. like you, under copyright, as long as you're making changes to that original artwork, you can go ahead and do that. Because that somehow that gets considered you're creating a new piece of art. Which I Or at least I that's kind how it's like. supposed to be. Yeah. And, and I wish it was applied more across the board. Yeah. You know. It's kind of... Yeah, copyright law is all sorts of fucked up, and a large part of that is, you know, thanks, Disney! (laughs) Thanks for completely fucking this up for all of us for generations. Yeah, mostly Disney, but DC's been reaping the rewards of it, too. Yeah, Superman should yeah, be out. Yeah. So that's all I've got for Scott Pilgrim this week. It's a great movie and it's wonderful, and it's sad that it wasn't more of a hit. Bunny. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned this. I mentioned this to you off of the podcast, but I'm going to mention it on the show. Originally, I was we were going to take a week off. And then resume the podcast, whatever the next week was. Because the idea was, number one, I won't want to record the podcast because the next day that we will be recording will be my actual birthday, number one. And number two, I won't have time to write because we will be doing so many awesome things the week leading up to my birthday. It's going to be so much fun. And so (laughs) now that we're all just sort of stuck here at home, I realize that I need to write the podcast. Otherwise, I'll go insane. So next week, we're continuing the sort of idea of let's just try and be happy. and Let's try to keep it festive, too. It's your birthday. If we could score some noisemakers, I got to mention something to Jeannie if she just sees anything like that in her outings. It's something to make it festive. Yeah. So next week, to to keep things fun, we will be doing the Wes Anderson film, The Darjeeling Limited, which is on the cough cough. And it's a movie that I love very much. But that also I haven't seen in a while. It has been a while since I I might not like it anymore. It's been a while. I, I haven't I don't know when the last time was I saw a Wes Anderson film, but it used to be that Wes Anderson movies were sort of like a comfort film. but. 
You know, I don't even think I saw Isle of Dogs. I am not sure I, if I I've ever actually have... seen a Wes Anderson movie. He yeah. didn't do he didn't do yeah, Magnolia, okay, so... right? Well, no, what? no, no. I've seen The Life Aquatic. He did that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, right? he did that. He uh, did that. But he didn't do... What's oh, out of my head already? Magnolia. What, what, what? Magnolia. That's what I was trying to think of. He didn't do Magnolia, Magnolia right? No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't do that one. That's Paul no. Thomas Anderson or some shit like that. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, so next week we're doing the Darjeeling Limited, and it's, it's going to be fun. And so check that out. It'll also be my birthday. So next cool. week will be fun. But now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, the tears and the laughter. Yes. I got I to gotta say, I don't mean to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, uh, beep, beep. I think this has been a pretty good episode. I I I gotta go damn good. I gotta go damn good. I I think we. Okay. I think it was also a very cathartic. Yeah, episode. very much. So. I think it's an episode that we just needed to have, and blow yeah. off steam. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be listening to editing and find it very disjointed. You know, as oh probably yeah, that, especially since I'm high too. You know, but. Yeah. But I think yeah. it was it was a very needed episode, and we need these cathartic breaks. Yeah, yeah. But so I I'm agree. Going... I think I also think. Yeah, I also think that this was a damn good episode. I just didn't yeah. want to, you know that that you you decide that on your own, and so I didn't want to step on your toes. But but any I concur is what I'm trying to say. I concur, good sir, with your assessment. <laughs> so until next week I am Bunny Williams and I am Reverend Steve and on behalf of Natasha and Amber and Maxwell and Eleanor and everybody else in the house I just want to say thanks for listening and we will see you next week you godless heathens and you Jellicle cats. And you jellicle cats. Nice, Maxwell. Ten points mm. for Griffin Pop. Gotcha. Do 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 cut and print. Cut and print.